Cutting Edge Radio, everybody. You are now listening to the podcast. Headphones, please. You like oatmeal? Which policy yeah. oatmeal? Listen to the podcast. Here's what you missed last week, nerds. You know what else I love when you do these little mini staycations? Breakfast. Yes. Yeah, right. You love waking up, you're hungover. Yes. And you're just crushing the coffee, you're eating whatever. And it just kind of refuels you to just start drinking again. Listen to the podcast. It tastes like a little bit better because you're on vacation. It's not your like dishes or right. you're not making it. You're just like put it in the mouth. More shootings in Philly. Don't go to Walmart unarmed. Nicki Minaj raising eyebrows and dicks on a new album cover. The insatiable bloodthirst of Amorosa. And could the verdict for Paul Manafort be in during this episode? Pull up a throne and grab a seat at the table. You're in the podcastle. Yeah, yo. Hey. I lo- and I actually I lo- did start a new recording for that very one. I had been just recording not all of the mess ups. I was just going to keep them. But you nailed Raw that one, Biz. Data. That was priceless. You said Nicki Minaj turns up thumbs and dicks on a new album cover. I haven't seen it. Do I want to? No, yeah, I haven't seen it either. It's hot. It's really hot. It's really, really hot. I got to look this up. Yeah. She's doing a new album, I guess, called Queen. In other news, I guess she's having a Twitter spat or something with her ex. Yes, Uh, I did read that. Breaking top news. She's hot. She's got a great ass, great pair of jugs. I heard she was... uh, she was with Eminem right now. Like they were secretly dating. That's what dating. they are. They are jugs. Yeah, they are. They are jugs. Like, they like they got cantaloupes up in there or something. Roku just All right. let us go. Yes. And uh, yes, also in the news. Yeah, well, we'll hot. cover this one first. I don't really know much more about it, but uh, this album queen. Toasty. Uh, that's probably all of it. So yeah, what happened in in Philadelphia? I. I as I understand oh, yeah. it, there was a Walmart shooting, an active shooter in a Walmart. Probably a Walmart where they don't sell guns. So that it's not like the guy at the counter at the gun shop at a typical Walmart could retaliate. Right. They're selling uh, cheaply made um, back to school gear. I have, a, kids. Um, <laughs> I have a Facebook friend, this dude that I went to college with. He used to work at that Walmart and I believe was like oh. a, a high up, like way up the ladder guy at that Walmart. And he was like... I think it's our second shooting, third shooting, like more than one shootings have happened at that Walmart or at least violent activity. Really? So it is regular activity, regular business as usual at this Walmart. Where exactly is it? Let's see here. I didn't know if it was in Philly. I thought it was like in the outskirts. Oh, was it? I thought it was in the skirts. Well, yeah, they're all reporting five shot inside Philadelphia Walmart, but then they in the article they mention it was in uh, Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, oh, Trenton, of course. Yeah. No, Trenton. I'm joking. Like, I was actually there do. the other day. They have a Walmart there. Walmart. It looks like it was in. Uh... You know what I mean? The headline will read Philly, and then it'll the the, right. the story was actually in Jenkintown. It was in Winecote. Wine Sheltonham Township, Not which Philly. is actually, as I understand it. Yeah, not Philadelphia. I believe that is where a certain radio talk show host touts being from. Who? A conservative one. Uh, Winecoat? 
No. It's like the articles. <clears throat> Mark Levin. He's from Winecote, Pennsylvania. Who? You don't know Mark him. Levin. <laughs> I don't know him, but now I want to go find and see how close that, that impression sure, is. Sure. It's I'm a very famous. I was in the Reagan administration. Ow, Clearly, yeah. you must, if you don't know who I am, you must be an idiot. You must be a communist. Yeah, I've been watching MSLSD. Yeah, but... The morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo. Diego. And he's from love... Winecoat. Yeah, Is it Winecoat or Wincoat? Wincoat. Wincoat. I love when news articles, like you said, the, the headlines just like, Scandal rocks Pennsylvania. And, like, and then it's like, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And you're like, it's three hours away. <laughs> right, when they claim Philly, but it's a Cherry Hill, New Jersey story. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Whenever I, if uh, I meet somebody out here, Amorosa lately. What's the latest update? Did she leak anything else? Is she leaking in, yeah, right. in increments like daily, just to you know, so she doesn't just keep it in her last fifteen minutes oh of gosh. fame. Every fifteen minutes, she's going to leak something else, so she stays famous for the rest of the year. She's just kept uh, recorded yeah, what is she doing? calls going. She's. Yeah, she's uh, I mean, I read the the news about it. I don't know if anything else has happened. What? Who? I'm sorry. I, I mean, step away. That's a fine shit. You're at 29 now. Amoroso in the news. We were asking if anything 24. else is brewing. Well, isn't it interesting that everyone who tr Trump either hired or was working there once he got there has all left and all talked mad shit on him? Well, that's how it works. Amoroso's a maniac, but she's a very she's a she's a constant common maniac. denominator. Uh, well, most job interviews they're like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" The White House interviews in this administration are like, "Where do you see yourself in five months?" You know, "Where do you see yourself in five minutes?" Where do you see yourself? Because it's not going to be here. We'll probably let you go. I'm trying to ping Biscardi back on. I think we lost him. Don't know what's happening here. Tweet us at the underscore Snap. podcast. So let was, us know what uh, is. I was curious when Trump even hired her and kind of gave her like a made up title. And yes, I was like, I don't think his base is going to be too long in the tooth for her. No, it was too. That's the right way to say it. That was phrase. It was it was queer's bait, Jonathan. It was queer's bait and folk and folk. It was folk bait. Fix up. So I don't think anything else is going on with her. I think Biscardi's back on. Oh, um, okay, got it. I had local news pulled up. I got to jump back. It's it's R two D two. An envoy. I was thinking of envoys. You know, Steven Seagal. Didn't he get fired? Or no, he just got busted for like. Uh, we had Seagal on a couple shows ago, and. He was supposed to be some special envoy for Russia, and then I think yes. he just got caught like beating a woman. Yeah, I don't think that's happening or something. Yeah, and then there's uh, the L.A. County District Attorney is is reviewing the charges to see if they're gonna, you know, bring charges to him and and, right. and arrest him. So then he would be we'll tried. He would be tried back here as an American citizen, not a Russian envoy. 
or a Japanese sensei. Maybe that's why he was, yeah, he was worried about getting to Russia. Or an Italian mob, mob uh, got Don. <laughs> or a, a, a Navy SEAL. Or a Native American. Or a delicatessen uh, desk jockey that handles the accounting. His name is Mort. He doesn't really cook the food, but he keeps that 401k rolling. Or a kooky neighbor who lives across the hall in a New York apartment uh, across the hall from a comedian. <laughs> Imagine Seagal <laughs> playing Kramer. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Michael, you, oh, you're back. I didn't see your video, so I didn't know if you were. Jerry, I'm into uh, no, keto now. I, I it's all good. Well, we can hear you. Around here. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we left off where? I'm sorry, I cut out at Omarosa. Yeah, we are just saying it's uh, not much in the past day, but we're, there you are, commenting. Uh, it's interesting that Trump chose her, appointed uh, her in that position. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to last long there anyway. I think that it was all preconceived ahead of time because she knew she was going to get fired because she'd been fired three times before. She wanted revenge probably for the first three firings on all the apprentices. Oh, right. Oh, really? Um, She's been fired on two of which she was lucky to come back. Yeah, three times. Yeah, I had to think about that. So she's on the she was on the first one. Keep going. Regular. Nobody's ever heard of me. Amorosa Manigault. And then she comes back on Celebrity Apprentice, and that's when she takes on Pierce Morgan, who says, oh, I'm sorry, this is Celebrity Apprentice, I don't know who you are. And so they get into a whole tiff. And then uh, she comes back on an all-star episode again. Oh, with, gosh. You know you're at the, the end when it's the all-star episode. cast. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's the last one, as a matter of fact. And then... Uh, by that point, by like the third one, she had already been engaged and almost widowed to uh, Michael Clark Duncan. And she planned for a charity for him, which does this big crime thing. I miss him so much. Michael and, uh, Carter Duncan. I didn't realize she was engaged to him or Who married to him. Michael ever. Carter Duncan? Michael Clark Duncan. On him? Who is he? Duncan. Big enormous man. The Green Mile. He had a really deep voice. Yeah. The big yeah. black guy from the big mile. The oh, mile. right, 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 right. Hey, boss. Hey, boss. Boss. Right. Sorry, boss. No, I do need to explain. I do need to, to ask. But when I meet my maker, I need to know why I kill one of God's greatest miracles. I'm tired, boss. He was tired. Michael Clark Dunn was a tired man. He was fantastic in Planet of the Apes. And uh, Armageddon as well. Imagine and just carrying the around that body. Oh my gosh! Exhausting. Okie chubby. Line line for Hell's Kitchen. I got the daredevil. <laughs> um. Yes. What else is going on? Anything else popping in the news? Anything juicy? Well, Not a lot of juice this uh, week. Looks like uh, jury deliberations are happening still with Paul Manafort, and uh, I just think this guy's got to be found guilty already. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I'm trying to think, well, what a scumbag. You know, obviously, it's, it's pretty evident the, the guy's guilty. And yeah, there's, it's not it's, big news. It needs to be erased from the news. Just find the guy guilty and send him his next vacation to Club Fed. Club Fed? That was good at, good at yeah, it. Yeah, uh, he's definitely yeah, the, the getting all is... expense paid vacations from 
banks that he scammed money from. Yeah, Latest yeah, the evidence is overwhelming. Oh, right, yeah, Manafort. Get the shithead out of there. Yeah, God. it just it All doesn't look good. I mean, All he probably would have been better off copping a plea deal. But it, it it sounds like from all the reports, Gangster the music. prosecution's Gangster. really grilling him pretty bad. I don't think his defense has anything that they can do to you know pull some magic out and, and save him. He's done. Mm. He's cooked. Yeah. I'm afraid so. And, uh, Seems pretty cut and dry. It's cut and dry, John. Yeah. It's really, really dry. I watched... Um, about eight hours. I fast-forwarded through a few. Um, yeah. the, the interrogation of Nicholas Cruz, the Stone oh. Douglas school shooter who killed 17 kids, 17 people. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. He There's t- parts where they leave him by himself, and he's just sitting there with his hands on his head, and he's... He's putting, he's doing the gun, the hand like a gun to his head, going like this, going like this, looking up at the camera saying, kill me, kill me, kill me, just kill me. Oh my gosh. Then they bring in his brother. And I swear to you, it was like a movie. It was like a scene out of a movie. These brothers, they're not related, but they were like raised together kind of. And it was like for the first time they were ever really like, being emotional with each other and he was like i love you man and i'm sorry that like this happened to you and he's like i don't want to go back out there because people want to like kill me because i'm your brother it was fucking crazy he was like i hear a voice in my head wow so related are they both adopted i mean no they're both orphan now that whoever was their legal guardian both dead i think so they have yeah. the, the brother has family up in New York, and I think he's like in the military. But the the kid. Oh. So here's what happened. The kid had a girlfriend, and this other dude was talking to his girlfriend. And the kid came up and was like, "Yo, stop talking to my girlfriend." And the dude beat the shit out of him in front of a bunch of people, like kicked his ass probably real quick. You know, Who like, the shooter's ass or the brother? The okay. shooter. So ah. the shooter was so fucking embarrassed. He's so embarrassed. He like oh. stopped going to school. Stopped. He just stopped talking to his girlfriend. And he had his mom go buy him a gun. About a month or two or some time later. His foster later, parents, right. No, then some time later, his mom died. Right. I knew his real mother oh. died. He lived with this oh. family. So she bought him the gun. Okay. Bought him the gun. Oh, he was I like, see. Yeah. He was like, you know, I wanted it because I just wanted to protect myself so I didn't get, you know, beat up again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then his mom died and he are, his dad had already passed away. So he was just like, I don't. And there is something. He's got problems. Off. But yeah. see, well, yeah. this but, is yeah. one of those yeah, right. watching. where the defense has the defense has a, a case because they've let a little bit of time go by now. Been what eight months, seven, seven or eight months. Um, they, they've given this kid a chance to tell his story while the anger is still there, but it's kind of you know the rage has dissipated a little bit. It's um, you know everybody was out for blood for this kid. Everybody wanted to kill him, and everybody I'm sure still does. 
But now that the defense says, okay, we can make this kid's story, we can, we can, we can get a jury and say, oh, we, we can't sentence this kid to death. Yeah, Maybe they'll, they'll probably him, just get like sanity plea or something like that. Right. Yeah, I don't think they'll get. I mean, I think that's probably Speaking what the best bet is. Students, you know, I was in Colorado. When I, Mike, you want to try killing your video for a second? You're coming through really choppy. High school. You're coming through really choppy. Uh, try turning off the really video. Dicky. But I agree with what Piscardi's saying. Um, because as I'm watching oh, the good. video, I'm starting to get sympathetic for this kid because he's going, when he's talking to his brother, he's going, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know why I did it. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I, uh, my mom's dead. and uh, it, It's like if this kid got... Sounds like you're a sympathizer. He, he said he had a voice in his head who made him do bad things. And the interrogator's like, why don't you... The detective, he's like, why don't you not listen to him if he makes you do bad things and he's like i'm afraid he'll leave he's like why do you want him to stay if you if he makes you do bad things and he goes it's mm. better than being alone oh please yeah oh, that's that's, you that's, that loser. Sounds like he was, oh. he sounds was like taught he was to act. say that yeah it sounds like an act yeah no, I think I just, first of all, that's a story that's been told. Every kid shooter. There was a kid out in uh, didn't go that smoothly. I think Seattle or something <laughs> who said the same thing. He killed his parents. Kip Kyle something. I think his name was years ago. He yeah. said the same thing, and the interrogators that have him. He's like, God damn, this voice is in my head. Oh uh, gosh, primal fear. It's also called your conscience. Yeah, Jim listen to it. it. We'll tell about it. But um, no, I was going to say earlier, I uh, so I visited Columbine High School. Oh yeah, ago when I was leaving uh, before I left Colorado. Interesting. And um, you know, it's it, yes, it's a beautiful memorial, by the way, if you're ever in the area. But I uh, I just couldn't help but notice, wow, this place is so, this neighborhood, this this whole area. It's so posh. Like these kids are well off. And uh, I believe this area in Florida, um, what's the name of the school again? Parkland, is also Marjorie very well Stoneman off. Stoneman Douglas High School. Also very well off, as I understand it. I think Reasonably. so. Public school. Columbine, too. Yeah, Columbine's a public school. But yeah. they're nice. You know, the point is, these kids are... Uh, They've got advantages that so many kids in the street and in the far corners of bumblefuck USA wish they could have. Right. Uh, but we find a lot of these really problematic children, teenagers. Yeah. Um, in these very well-off, well-to-do yuppie towns. These kids that aren't forced to, like, grow up quick. They right. can just fucking float on the fucking ass wipe of life. Until mommy and daddy finally say, okay, no more money. Yeah, right. I mean, get Sandy Hook, Fairfield County, this little nerd here with the hiked up pants and, and pocket protector somehow. Nerdstrom. <laughs> getting a hold of, of automatic weapons, and I just, um, I don't understand it. Maybe these he's, kids just want to feel like they have, right, maybe they over-medicated, yeah. Maybe they just want to. They they don't want to be rich kids. Maybe they just want to be gangsters, and uh, oh, yeah, that's why the guns are guilty. They're super rich, and they don't have a lot of friends who are super rich. 
and they hide and their parents work like, you know, all the time. So they don't really like hang out with them or influence them. They just kind of throw their money at them and throw them at like weirdo video games that trap them in their room and then they get Mm -hmm. on the internet and they learn how to write code and some of them end up in Silicon Valley. Some of them end up, you know, where this kid is. Yeah. Right, they're inverts. You know, the what? one thing I wanted to say, I never did say this to him. I never said anything to this kid. But um, the other Colorado shooter, um, the Holmes kid, right? You know, when I had him as a as, as an inmate in a prior career, uh, I always wanted to inmate. say to him, you know, you've got to, My you've got thirty three hundred years to think and think. You think because you're you're stuck in this cell and psychologists are surrounding you and they want to know what you're thinking. Mm. Take that brain and channel it into something that you can service, like cure some disease. Just sit there in that cell and over the next fifty years find a cure for cancer or AIDS or something because you know you can probably do it because you've wasted your life. Don't waste a great brain. And I, I'm i sorry I didn't say that to that kid before I left. Oh, that is sage oh. advice, though. Well, well the kid somebody... is, is a genius. He's just a sick genius. Right. Could have channeled it. The Joker. The Joker, right. Well, I mean, they say, you know, genius borders on creativity and insanity. And um, depending on how which direction you want to go. Uh, but maybe one of our listeners have heard that that sage sound piece of advice and you know we'll pass that on to somebody but yeah that's that's very well said you know you have this crazy like, brain that? that's a like genius. genius or an insane person right <laughs> they're so good if they can only use that that weapon you know the brain for something positive like think about how much you know how much better off we'd be it's kind of what that movie mind hunter on netflix is about it's pretty cool well, tell me about they, it they they get into the psyche of serial killers and they right. try oh, yeah. to understand why they, you know, kill the way they do serially. Yes, they kill usually chunks. all goes back to childhood. It yeah. does. Something yeah, like you wrong. read about that. They all have fucked up childhoods for the most part. You guys see that show Evil Genius with the uh we talked we touched on this on the past show, but about the uh, pizza delivery Bomber, the guy that was blown up, oh delivering a pizza, robbing a bank. From, from the guy in the, the dead body in the freezer. Yeah. Oh my There's all these twists. Fucking weird, hippie, psycho genius. All right, I haven't seen this one yet, but I'm dicked. It's good. And it's, I'm going to dick that up. Dick it up. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I won't give anything away, but it's very, uh, it's very interesting. They kidnap how, like, a pizza delivery guy. Strap a bomb on his neck and make him rob a bank. And, they sh- and it's but a documentary. They show the, the real footage. That is the tip oh my of the Oberschlanger. Does anybody remember this actually happening in the news? Yeah, I do. I don't. When, I don't. when was this? I think I it was like 2009. No, no, it was earlier than that. I think it was okay. like, uh, yeah, I want to say like 2003 or maybe even earlier. I gotta look it up, but it happened in Erie, Pennsylvania, and to this day, there's doubt whether the guy was involved or wow. I think he was involved. But um, it was uh, it's so, really bizarre. But 
But there's all these backstories, man. Like this lady was such an evil genius. The name of the show. Right. And, like uh, the woman and man who came up with it were like lovers, but then they weren't, but then they were. And she needed him to kill someone for her. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it, it's great. Those documentaries on Netflix. Are I, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I'm almost more into the docs and the mini yeah. and the series of documentaries more mm-hmm. than the, the, the films. And uh, I'm not huge on Netflix films, uh, except for the docs, but, uh, and, and even the blockbusters that get released to Netflix. I think these docs are so addictive. They are addictive. Yeah. I, I got to, I just watched a few. I'm in the middle now of Castle Rock and 11, uh, 2263 back to back. So I'm, I'm going to finish these two Stephen King ones up and I'm going to watch, uh, with that serial killer doc, I think it was 2003. The Confidence Man was awesome. About oh yeah, post. you watched the Confidence Man. That was it unbelievable. Was really you it saw it too, really John? Good. Yeah. It just kind of like reminded me. It reminded me of someone else, where he's just kind of mm. like running through life, and he's like throwing up banners and being like, yeah, this is awesome, this is awesome, oh, here, give me money, here, I have this money, and you have my money, and I have money, and money's money, and I have money, and let's start this oh, really? new thing, and this too, uh, forget it, forget it, forget it. I'm president. <laughs> I'm president. And his father's role in Daddy, all look, of it. Daddy, look, I'm president. Starts, <laughs> his father's role in all of it gets a lot of light shed upon it in the story. When the Taj Mahal, like his uh, his whole yeah, staff, right. picked up on the fact that he really didn't know how to run a casino, it was a whole different animal from regular hotel and condominium management. To run a casino, you, you had to be kind of schooled in the casino business. But he just saw this beautiful, extravagant building was going to be the, the the best casino mm-hmm. on the East Coast, and. Uh, he starts running out of capital and there were, I guess, too many winners on the floor. So his father comes in and buys $3 million worth of chips as a loan. So he says, all right, I'm going to come back. I'm going to cash these in later. So he bailed him out by buying $3 million worth of chips. Again, I don't want to give it away too much. No, I I didn't ever knew that. But awesome, awesome series. University, Trump University. I mean, oh, that yeah. was, it was just Dirty like pretend. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like one of those online, get a degree. It was like a and all the, Facebook page. <laughs> and all, all the contractors that got stiffed on his projects. Um, oh, my God. And even oh, I read about that. The oh, second apprentice, the second apprentice comes on. I forget his name. And uh, he talks about it. He doesn't talk trash about him. He doesn't go Omarosa on him. He, he just kind of hints. He, he alludes to the fact that there were a lot Whatever. of things that went on at Trump Enterprise that, <laughs> that conflicted with his own personal ethics code. And that's all Good he way to put it. says on it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I still have a lot like of confidence, Trump. man. I think that maybe I'll watch that. that I'll watch that one next. I'm curious. I, I don't it. know about the others in the series. I didn't, John, did you see any of those? What was it called again? There was one on like. It was uh, like Dirty Money or, or. Dirty Money, yeah. I think I may have watched the first one and then I just skipped to the Trump one. And dirty I. Uh, yeah, what's the last one? 
I was watching it and kind of like working at the same time. And 15 minutes in, like something happened. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I got to go back. So I started over and I gave it its, uh, yeah. you know, its, its true it's attention. And it's, due really respect. it's amazing. Is it really good? Yeah. I got to check it out. What kind of watch yeah, is it? Is it like, what are they, half hour blocks, hour blocks? I think it's three like hour an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, I think it's like an hour and 27, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just one, it's just a documentary. It's not a series or anything. No, it's a series of documentaries called Dirty Money. Like he's the confidence man. Ah, Because that was kind of what he was dubbed during the campaign, especially by Marco Rubio. Kept going around, we can't elect a con man. Um, Well, this kind of highlights some of the cons that he was a part of. I mean, like red-handed, Trump University. They really nail him on that one. Wait, I have my degree from there. What do you mean, Trump University? What? It was like he was the <laughs> master. But there was, but it, it, master overseller, closer, underperformer. Like that's everything. Like it was like everyone wanted to be a part of it, and he made it seem like right. this is gonna be tremendous. He sold fantastic. He sold wealth, and one of the things I loved about oh, yeah. it was. Um, his his closest confidants talk about him as you know he was a guy who wanted to make it in showbiz. He even thought about moving out to Hollywood and trying to be an actor, which he right. just didn't have the looks. So he says, you know what? I'm gonna turn real estate into show business. I'm gonna become a, a star using the tools that I have, the business that I've inherited, and I'm gonna turn it into something else, which he did. He was successful at doing that. And uh, I'm going to make a glam life out of real estate. That was like his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. People, you know, you pitch it well. People think they're going to get wealthy. And And if he can do it with that, how do you think he can do it with with an opponent? You know, like with an opponent. If he needs to stand out better than the opponent. I mean, he made his name famous in real estate. No one else right. has done that. That's true. Trump buildings. Yeah, with the but big name. he doesn't own shit. He own I shouldn't say doesn't own shit. But he, he, I think he owns a total of four properties outright. Right. Out really. Um, but the biggest thing, the biggest thing, and this is no secret. It's not really giving away. It's not a spoiler alert because this has been evident <sighs> since you know January of 2017 when he inaugurated it. He's using his position to, uh, not necessarily intentionally, but he's making some slip-ups here where he's using his position to sell his product. So they show a lot of clips of him, you know, at Uh press conferences going, let's get some Trump steaks in here. Has anybody tried the Trump steaks? Or it's a conflict of interest. Right. It's a conflict of his ethics. You know, there's a thing called the Hatch Act. Every federal employee is briefed on this. You can't use your position for any kind of personal business, personal gain. And it's not that he's trying to do that. He's very, um, if he's doing this intentionally, it's very crafty, very casual, but at the same time kind of evident. So he would, Mar-a-Lago, for example, apparently the the membership apparently went up 25 Gs a year to maintain membership because the president now, Damn. because he calls it the White House of the South. 
<laughs> right. So he, he goes, welcome to the White House of the South. Now you've labeled it something and you've used your position to sell the White House of the, of the South. It's the an unintentional conflict of interest, I guess, kind of uh, how like when the you know he's down there, the Secret Service have to rent the golf carts to go around. And, I mean, mm. who's getting money from the golf carts? So it's like he's a, trying to promote it's kind of king like. Yeah, he's trying to promote Ivana's clothing yeah. line, but he gave Ivana. Oh, I'm sorry, Ivanka. He gave Ivanka a, a position because everybody right. gets some made-up position. Yeah. Right. Interior of the, the couch. Ambassador of drapes. <laughs> Diplomat to the left drawed silverware. <laughs> but as far as Amorosa's claim, Bobby. which ones Donald. which ones are plausible? She claims he said the N-word uh, numerous times. Oh, please. She claimed or there, she said she heard she a said, tape of it. Said, oh. Oh, like yeah, she I'm sorry, she heard the it. tape of it, right, or heard from a colleague or something, but I don't know, maybe she did hear, but oh, that's the big one. Right. And apparently he thought yes. that uh, that the son-in-law, Kushner, was a little sweet at first. Kushner. Yeah, I, I can Kushner. buy it. I can get that. He was a little cushy. He's maybe a little that's sweet. He didn't want to talk. Sugar in the water. gas tank. He's a little <laughs> sweet. Maple syrup. Lighten the loafers. Los. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. You never know until you hear a tape or something. It's amazing when you see whose side people take when, like, a tape gets re- like an act like the tape actually gets released. You know, like, remember when Mel Gibson came out with those rants? And God, I love them still. I he was going so nuts. And then yeah. I, they, they, they played him on Chelsea Handler. Yeah. And, and the, the black chick on there, they're like, what do you think about this? Is it disrespectful? And she was like, I would buy Mel Gibson's racist-ass tapes before I ever give money to her ass or something like that. She <laughs> talked about how she was like a like a gold digger and all this. Yeah. And just trying to like save herself because the relationship was done. And it was uh, – His rant is so funny, though. You'll make me smoke. <laughs> you make me smoke. I need my nicotine because of you. Yeah, he was. He was. It was oh, a. Yeah. It was a meltdown. If a you've ever seen it. Gang rape by, by a pack by of a, black guys. By a pack of black guys. <laughs> he didn't use that word though. He um. Yeah, he was a melt. It didn't. It didn't even sound like him because it, it was a you know audio from the phone. But then he's like, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, wow, that guy's not even coherent. Sounds like Joe Pesci and But then he's like, I don't want to get back up again. <laughs> what was Joe Pesci's character's name? Harry? Yeah. yeah. Harry and Lloyd. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Whatever. No, it wasn't. What was Daniel Stern's name? In the movie? Marv. Marv. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Lethal Weapon. Marv, what are you doing? Marv and Harry. Marv, Marv, what are you doing? Marv, what are you doing? Don't what move. Doing? Don't Harry. move. Harry. So funny that scene. It would clearly kill a man if you like seriously damage him where he wouldn't just get up. You slammed him with a crowbar. Shattered ribs. Oh, easily. Shattered chest plate. You'd be maybe in like, ER. Maybe like a, an aortic valve dislocation. Oh yeah, that's very scientific. Very, uh, Macaulay Culkin, he 
was in the news Perhaps recently, turned down a very, very profitable part. Oh yeah, yeah, I read that. Uh, no, I just, I just read the, the it was uh, Macaulay Culkin supposedly turned down uh, the Big Bang Theory, one of the roles Big there. Bang. Yeah, yeah. He said and he he's didn't like, want to do TV. He said he didn't want to do it. He's like, they asked me three times, and I just thought I'm good. And what is he doing? He's doing like a podcast. What is he doing? He has money from something. I don't know what, if it's Home Alone, if it's Richie Rich. I don't know. There's something out there that he gets a lot of money from because he can do whatever he wants. He was on Joe Rogan. His brothers still work. Maybe they're paying his way. Yeah. Yeah. His brother's in Castle Rock. I think maybe he sued his parents and he won. He's rich. Ah, yes. Yes, his father went one uh, when he was a kid. Yeah, they took all he his money. He basically buried his career, right? Right, yeah, there was something going on there. Because if you remember, he did, like, when he was hot, he did, like, six, seven movies in, like, five years. He did, don't forget, he was in all those John Hughes movies. I mean, obviously Home Alone, but he was in Uncle Buck. Um, yeah. He was in Home, the Home Alones, Richie Rich, and then he did, like, the Page Turner. Yeah, the he good tried to do with the, Elijah Wood. The good son. Good I mean, girl. he probably made ten million dollars off of the subsequent ones. And they, but his father wanted more money for his kids' talent. Residuals. I think there's something in the residuals where, like, Home Alone's aired yeah. on ABC every Christmas, and he gets a you know a check. Uh, yeah. But he was on Joe Rogan for like two hours and forty minutes, and he he doesn't need money. He made that clear. Wow. He didn't flat out say it that way, but right. he's, he's said he's fine doing his podcast. If something comes along that he wants to do, he'll do it. But Could you imagine what he charges probably look. just to be on somebody else's show like Joe Rogan? What's know. that? I don't know. But people would probably have to pay him to, to be on, on. Like if you were to, we were to get him on our show, what we would have to buck up to get him on. I bet he charges a fortune. Yeah. Because you oh, know what everybody shit. wants to ask him. We should say we're getting him on the show. Like, whatever your price is, it's here. But you have to drive to the studio <laughs> to get it. And it gets here, and I just have, like, a ham sandwich. Oh. Net worth, it's, uh, he's worth, according to Celebrity Net Worth, he's worth, worth anywhere between, he's worth $15 million. <laughs> so he's got money in the bank. There you go. Scardi, yeah. what's the question everyone wants uh, to know? Well, they all want to know, uh, I, I guess, about his dirty vest. He had that um, – he was married, remember, when he was like 15 or something? Was he 15, that oh girl? Oh, my gosh. You know, what happened there? You know, oh, what he that's did, right. What, oh, right. You know, what happened in your childhood that got you so fucked yeah, up? Right. Or was it just yeah, because right. you grew up and you weren't cute anymore? You know, people want to ask right. him the dirty details from yeah, when right. he was like 15 right. and up. Going through puberty and ugly and not the cute little Kevin anymore. Right. Kevin! Um, Wait, does I he not have meant, like a... I'm sorry. I thought you That's meant fine. what a... Fine. I thought you meant what uh, his relationship <laughs> with Michael Jackson was like. I think I know. And that was going to be the other one. Yes. <laughs> Same. <laughs> right. So, Mr. Culkin, when did you and Michael first have sex, sir? Uh, that That's not part of the... You're not supposed to. I wonder if he's one of those guys you're not supposed to ask things. Like if he's like, you can't ask about the parents. You can't ask about. Didn't you know, come up. You Joe Rogan didn't bring it up once, and they talked for a long fucking time. And yeah, he probably did. It took me he like three like, days to listen to the whole thing. But 
I th- I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to bring that up. Maybe, or he, he just maybe will legally dodge he the can. question. He just will say nothing negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he legally can or something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe his lawyer's like, you got to keep your mouth shut with the parents thing. They'll try to sue you again. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. Tito. But, but again, I think... Uh, Watch out for Tito. He's probably very comfortable with like the Home Alone thing. Because, you know, he he's a weird guy. He does these weird things like at home. Like he live tweeted the Oscars in a tux, but he wasn't actually watching them. He was making That's these weird. really weird jokes, and they weren't like funny. He's like, "Here I am accepting award for best kitchen chair or something." And he's like in a chair, like he was trying to be funny and like awkward, and it was just like awkward and weird. Yes, uh, he would try when Joe Rogan would, you know, because <clears throat> Joe Rogan would start just riffing you know just picking apart something and whenever Calkin would try to add to it you know yes and it never it like ended it like fizzled and stumbled to like a horrible end of the joke end of the bit and end of the little segment he's yeah right like silly and goofy but not really funny does he live like a, a recluse I mean, is uh, is uh, I remember, for example, his brother was in a movie. I went to an after, I went to the screening in the after party. This was like ten years ago. Um, All right, the movie that uh, Alec Baldwin was in. Anyway, so the after party is in this you know penthouse club in the city downtown, and I thought, you know, I wonder if yeah. his, if Macaulay's going to be lurking around. You know, I wonder if he's like mm-hmm. part of the entourage. I wonder if he's like Johnny Drama. But he wasn't in everything. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wonder, you know, is is the kid like on the scene or off the grid? I think he's trying to get back on the scene, but he was a recluse for a long time. I mean, even when he dated the chick from uh, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis, he was still like not on the Hollywood scene when she was doing like Family Guy and uh Whatever, 70 uh, show. 70 he show. Had, he's, he's doing what they, God, what everyone, every famous person is doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it called like the Bunny Ears? I've listened to it, and like all podcasts, it's not as good as our show. No, not at all. It's It probably sucks. He's probably trying to, it seems like he's trying, because he was just on, I think, Kimmel not too long ago. He's trying to, like, I think, come back into the public eye. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know him personally. And I don't know if this is true. But I'd imagine after, like, that childhood and everything, he probably was just, like, sitting back for a couple years. For a long time. I would think. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, drinking and smoking and smoking and drinking and eating like shit. And he had, like, a health scare. Yeah, remember those pictures came out of him where they're like, does he have AIDS or something? Because he was so skinny and, like, it was just messed up. And then he got, like, somebody got a hold of him and was like, you know, you need to, like, just get healthy. And he did, and I think that kind of springboarded him into, like, well, I guess I could just go out there and have a career if I wanted to. I am Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, you can America even like America will embrace me. They will embrace you, and even if you're not doing leading roles, you'll still always be able to get work on right. like spots and guest appearances just for the fact that you're Macaulay Culkin. You can make and it easy, podcast. like twenty grand. Podcast. 
I wonder. What, I got. I've never. I haven't listened to his show. Baggins. Yeah, it's, it's we should start a war with him on the air. A big war with Macaulay Culkin. I tried Get listening to the 420 show, and you know, even for me to podcast about like the National Smoking Weed Day, April 20th. Yeah, I couldn't get <laughs> I couldn't get through ten minutes. Really? Had what does he do? Does he just ramble? They're just kind of trying to they're trying to go somewhere and they never really get there. They just keep getting stuck. What is it? It's him and a buddy, right? Yeah. It's tough to explain. They're just inexperienced. It's just another case of someone just thinking they can just hop on here. Yeah. And right. Chop on crack the shit. Just talk. You know what he should have done that people would listen to is like the Macaulay Culkin podcast podcast where he talks about like just the movies that you know him from. Like today I'm going to tell you what it was like on the Home Alone set and stuff you don't know about Catherine O'Hara. And hey, you remember Uncle mm-hmm. Buck? Like this happened. You know, like if I would listen to it if he was like, we're t- only doing Home Alone talk. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Everybody I- wants to know secrets, but what people have kept inside is you know especially from childhood actors right um his ex-wife i don't know her name but i've seen one piece of work that she was in it was with the the late brad renfro i remember not a great movie i think it was straight to dvd uh i think it's called bully another has been named nick stall and she's naked in every scene and like every scene is a fuck scene She's always naked. And um, I guess that probably Hot. ruined her career. It was most, most X-rated material yeah. typically does. That usually, that usually doesn't. Clark, that, that, that is an amazing idea. I bet he would get, he would get millions of listeners <clears throat> if he just did podcasts about his movies. Right. Wouldn't That's you watch it? That's a genius it? idea. I would listen. It would be amazing. I would dick. Totally dick. <laughs> like if if the guy, let's just say, uh, let's just say Mark Paul Gosler from Saved by the Bell did a podcast, and he's like, "I'm going to tell you about my opinions on North Korea today." Or he was like, "Yo, guess what happened? We were filming at the Max, like episode." And you, you talk about Saved by the Bell, he would get like a million subscribers because people would just share that. Like news art, news websites would pick it up. Screech was in a. Hot I had tub to ask Elizabeth Berkeley once. Screech. <laughs> I had to ask Elizabeth Berkeley once when I met her, hey, because the, the book that he had put out, with, um, oh, yeah. was it a book or was it like yeah, – right. no, I think it was a book. I think it was, I a, think book. It was a, book. A, a book. out. We need to get it was just out about the time. I met her on an airplane, I don't know, it was maybe seven years ago when we were just talking and I, I had to ask. So like, when do you got – Dustin Diamond, you guys still talk to him or is that like me <laughs> talking about him taboo? And oh, well She done. said nobody – yeah, nobody had spoken to him in in years. Right. Really? He was the outcast. And, yeah. He just yeah. needed. He Since just they wrapped, he just disappeared. Wow. Even though he stayed behind for Save the Bell in the new class with Belding. Yeah. He was the vice Belding. principal, <laughs> I think. I, I saw the... him the other day. This guy at a bar had this this video up because I was talking about Cobra Kai. And there's a music video called Sweet the Leg, and Belding's in it. And, of course, so is... Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Oh, yeah. That's by, the, by the way, uh, I want to plug this. Sean Kanan's been liking our tweets, and uh, I checked in with them. And it turns out, August 25th, 
I will be seeing Sean at Dragonfest on Riverside Drive in Studio City, where there will be um, some Karate Kid uh, actors there and some memorabilia and some karate demonstrations. So uh, cool. check out our Twitter feed at the underscore podcastle for more deets. Is he going to be in Cobra Kai season two? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I think yes, so. That's what I want to know. I don't care what he's doing with you in California. What's he will he be in Cobra Kai for season two. Oh no, it's not with me. I'm just a guest. <laughs> what was his character's name in that movie? Mike Barnes. Okay, so he's so he is actually mentioned in the first episode. He was he's the guy who owns the contracting business and subcontracts um, Johnny. Because if you notice, when he gets fired, he's like, you owe me money, Mike. I didn't like this job anyway. Yeah, so I think it was supposed him. to be him. Okay. Oh, no I believe way. so. Yeah, I remember thinking that when I watched it. I said, Wait, wasn't that Sean oh, Kanan's character? Damn, so he hired him. picked up on that. Well done. That's well played. Straight. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that either. Well, I, yeah, I did. I just didn't remember who Mike was. I thought, wait, maybe that was Sean Kanan. Yeah, August 25th and 26th in Burbank. And I think season two, he's going to be a get. He's going to be on there. I'm not not con- unconfirmed at this point, but uh, I'll confirm it. I will confirm it. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to take a quick break and come back with some more juicy, uh, juicy topics? Dick. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. We will read them on the air. We shall return Cobra Kai like after this. Last week, Bob's trying to. <clears throat> crowbar in NASCAR. It's history hour, Bob, okay? No more NASCAR and Tim Richmond. I thought he was some historical figure. I didn't want to say anything either, but I thought that was weird. We usually talk about the Civil War and, like, men that freed slaves and great men of history, and then Tim Richmond got in there. It's like saying, uh, by the way, we're going to be do- we're doing a music podcast. It's all famous music. J- Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. Matt, what are you talking about tonight? Uh, my eighth grade clarinet teacher, he died of AIDS, so it's kind of cool. Oh, okay. My um, fourth grade flutophone teacher, Sister oh. Linda Jean, who somehow is still alive. Well, that's oh. not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure she is. Well, I'm pretty sure. The flutophone, by the way, never learned a note of it. Nope. I'm musically inclined. I can play instruments. Could have, didn't want to try to even touch the flutophone. It was a plastic piece of shit. Why do you want to work here? Why not? I ain't got shit to do. All right, submit to database, download. Oh, the teacher just got on his phone. Please. No. No. Oh, I don't think the Scott is going to be home tonight. Wow. Car goes off the road. It's going to be late tonight, Karen. Don't worry. Run. How something sucks. Witch Doctor, give us the magic words! Right. Hey, you know what? Now I'm gonna nail my cousin. Ting Ting, wanna wanna be. Hey, you know what? Now I'm gonna nail my cousin. I told the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. I told the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. Witch Doctor, you know what you want to I always forget that's a Halloween song, too, because you can't really... I try to make, like, a good Halloween set list every year, and it's always just, like... 
it, it always just boils uh, down Halloween to like Ghostbusters, seven. like Ghostbusters, and like uh, you did the match. and the Monster Mash, and then you're like, I guess I'll throw in the Halloween theme song, and you're like, Oh, Jaws is good. It just becomes like a soundtrack. Adam, but there's yeah, like Adam's family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I'll maybe a Marilyn Manson track can make it in here. I, I don't know what else to put. The but then we got the Witch Doctor. Yeah. It's good stuff though. Monsters. Herman. Yeah. Really, I watched this really young, right? Yeah, like black and white. Like when yeah. I was like six or something, it would be on. I bet it's probably really like. I bet it's funnier now. Oh yeah, Fred Gwynn is uh, Lurch, right? No, that was Adam's family. Did you? Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. You. No, said... he was uh, Eddie Monster, wasn't he? I don't remember. No, Fred Gwynn was. Uh, yeah, no, Fred Gwynn was Adam's family. I believe he was Lurch. It was Adam's. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. He was. Yeah. I think. Yes, you're correct. I don't remember the show very well, though. It was because no, the no, monsters. Right, it was. He was Frankenstein, not even monster. But I get them confused because the, the monsters and uh, Adam's family were both black and white shows. Like Lurch is Adam's family. Okay. Does that right. clear anything up? Yeah, it was Fred uh, okay. Gwynn, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I only know uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Christmas. Uh, Lloyd Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd was Fester Adams. Right. And uh, Christina Ricci was Wednesday. I got to look this up. Yeah, she was. Wait, I'm a homicidal maniac. We what look if- like everyone, too. Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? Are they made from real <laughs> Girl Scouts? Oh, no. I wonder what the guy I, I, who played Pugsley is doing. That's a good question. Mm. Don't think his uh, he, he, was No, you're right. He was, on, he was on the Monsters. Who? Fred Gwynn. Oh, okay. So I was right. Boy. Yeah. Homicide. So who's the guy on the Monsters? So the mm. guy on the Monsters. Herman Fred, Monster, right? What's his Herman name? Monsters. Oh. Uh, character's name? He Herman, played... Right? Pa- Papa? He was, uh... Yeah, he was Herman. What is he, you? Uh, okay. A goofy, yeah, it was a goofy parody of Frankenstein's monster. Cutting edge radio here, everybody. Tune in and dick is at the podcastle. Speaking really... of cutting edge radio. Yeah. Yeah. Being dick. cut from the radio altogether, and we'll take all of his ratings. And uh, his listeners, Alex Jones, FCC. Oh, yeah. Info. He is gone. You know, I uh, don't know cut? a lot about this guy. I know that he's kind of a screamer. Um, he is a bit of a screamer. And he's like super conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, he... Um, it's, it's funny. He works his way into this screaming match with Pierce Morgan. This was a couple of years ago when Pierce Morgan still had his show. And... Um, they're complete polar opposites, but both fans of President Trump. <laughs> so, That's true. But, you know, Pierce Morgan's only fan of, of the Eric. president for one obvious reason. But uh, so Alex Jones, he had him on. They were talking about gun control because Pierce Morgan's very you know, pro-gun control. And right. uh, Alex Jones, obviously, Texan, very pro-gun. So they start off with this really civil conversation. You could probably find the sound bite somewhere. They start off with this really civil Aaron, conversation. I'm in absolute control. So, Mr. 
Mr. Jones, thank you for coming on my show. You want me deported. What do you mean by that? You want me out of the United States. You don't think I deserve to be here. <laughs> oh Politely, he goes, well, you know, uh, Pierce, thank you very much for having me on your show. You know, I just want to thank you very much. And he goes, blah, 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 and back and forth. And then all of a sudden, he just works himself up to his friend. He goes, no, you will not take guys. my guns away. Right. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, he works himself up into, like, almost yeah. like a heart attack. Is he really mad, or is it just like a, like an act? Oh, he was pissed. But he was, what he did he do? My exactly. God, you have got a total police state. Everybody's every, fleeing that country because you know, the oh, you've had to flee. Streaming app, but his website. Well, he was on another conservative talk show with a, a host from WABC, and um, it was kind of like the warning was out there that the I FCC, the government, he, government conspiracy, because he was all for. A, you know, the, race riot they call it the borders language and culture plan that the president has. And uh, the government was out to get him. They had it in for him because they hate the president. They hate the administration, so they say. And uh, they wanted to get rid of his voice. They only want, you know, left wing media. But I mean, I, I, yeah. I, don't, oh. I don't listen to his show. Um, Infowars. Yeah, I, I don't really read the Infowars memes either. And um, he is a funny guy. I don't want to. I hate to see him go because it's just funny when he yells. It's the right wing. No, you will not take my gun. No, you will not silence me. Let me see if I can find a clip. Hold on. No, I Mas will not go Masters. up to my room. No, I will not pack my suitcase. Not without your coffee. No, we can find a clip. No, I will not lower my voice. Nobody can make me lower my voice. <laughs> if you boys don't lower your voices. What is that from? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah you this, this dates back to like January of 2013. That's how old this is. So I'll see if I can dig it up here. Masters. Get a clip. We can dig up a clip. Well, maybe we can find a clip. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. Well, maybe we can find a clip. What's the weather like down there in Florida, John? Is it humid and nice? Is it rainy and sultry? Are the snails and the slugs coming out? Yeah. <sighs> Heather yeah. called me downstairs like in the morning. Oh, really? There was a slug coming out? There was a huge slug, like the size of my index finger, just laying on our front porch. She's like, what? Oh my gosh. She's like, What is that? I'm like, It's I an alien. I think it's an alien creature. Did you say that? It's due. But yeah, it's hot as shit, direction. man. It's 95 every day. Hot, yeah. Oh humid. my gosh. Big storm rolls through once a day for like an hour. That's nice. Do you like when the storms come through? I do. Cools it down I'm sorry, a bit. I'm, I'm wolfing down a uh, potato roll. Ooh, a regular with, with leprechaun gym. With a smattering of butter and a <laughs> twinkle of cinnamon. With a, with a memory of chives with and a, a whisper of, of sour cream. With a gulp. If you believe it. With a suggestion. I'm an architect. Of paprika. With a whisker. 
Okay, so here it is. The dick salt. Dick salt! Here it is. Yep, yep. Where it really goes off on this top irate here. Okay. Sorry for this taking so long. This is Alex Jones. This is funny. Alex Jones? Yeah, so here he is getting into about maybe two minutes of his rant. Violent crime because more guns means less crime. Britain took the guns 15, 16 years ago. Tripling of your overall violent crime. True, we have a higher gun violence uh, level. So starting out a little calm. Doing what? Those men raped that woman in India to death with an iron rod four feet long. You can't ban the iron rods. The guns, the iron rods, Pierce didn't do it. The tyrants did it. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. (laughs) Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you. (laughs) 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? I think I nailed it. Do you understand? Heated. Very heated. Wow. He's cooked. uh, That guy was almost religious about the forefathers. He's like, he was preaching. John Adams, Ben Franklin, and George Washington will return from the heaven. <laughs> Writing down as James Madison. They will return. He did. Naked. You see people like that in the news when they get mad and they like get themselves worked up. It's kind of funny when you just see them like, like, but you just worked yourself up getting angry. Like I just asked you if you wanted some water. I'll take water, but you know what I yeah, don't right. like is... Your filtration water. Yeah, right. Get, get ready to humble yourself before the Lord. Get that place into a nosedive, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Ambassador Hogan. Oh, man. That's funny to see it, though. That was a funny clip. Speaking, speaking of... Uh, well, I'll let John get into that. Let's go to the John, but... We're going to talk about uh, the Anvil, this show. Pay some respect. Uh, and now, sports of John, 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 sports of 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 John, 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 sports of John, sports of John, 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 sports of John, sports of John, 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 John. Jim Neidhart, rest in peace. Um, now there is one member of the Hart Foundation, not the tag team. I, a lot of people forget in the late 90s yes. uh, when the NW World Wrestling went over to WCW, Bret Hart was kind of like, and Shawn Michaels were left to like carry the company. And Bret became a heel because everybody loved Shawn. And his brother, Owen, Brian Pillman, uh, the British Bulldog, who's married to Brett's uh, sister, and Jim Neidhart, who was a former tag member with Brett, they joined and made this, like, five-team stable, and they all had every title in the WWF at the time. It was the best. It was the best Bret Hart run ever. He was a bad guy. And, a, and, a, and world champ, and he would walk around. He had a, a wheelchair at one point. You know, he was that villain in the wheelchair. 
Yeah, that look. the theatrics. The Ben Linus look with the, the wheelchair, the bad guy. Yeah. You can't hurt him. Right, scary. And he was so you the know, original. All those Canadians claim to be related to one another in some capacity. Like obviously it's the Hart family, but he had everybody who else was Canadian was a brother-in-law, and Piper claimed that he was a cousin. Cousins. To, to the host. Oh right. To the Hart. That's right. He really wasn't by blood. So yeah, everybody kind of basically came from Alberta, who was trained in Alberta. They they started their own family. Yes, and they're all kind of related. Yeah, I remember uh, Piper. Quote unquote cousins. And yeah. so the original Heart Foundation was, uh, I always forget the other guy, but it was British Bulldog, Anvil, uh, Bret Hart, and Flying Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. He previously. But the British Bulldogs were their own tag team. There was him and then another Brit, right? Yes, Kid Dynamite. Kid Dynamite, yeah. Who was awesome, but I think had a drug problem. Right. Brian Pillman? Who I would have thought would have a drug problem with a name like Pillman. How are we doing it here, Akron, Ohio? He was. What was his deal? He was actually in WCW with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they were called the uh, Hollywood Blondes. And Austin had like long blonde hair, and they were like these, you know, I don't know, Muscle Beach, California dudes. Like Macho Man from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yes. Yeah, like. Dudes. The cheesy. Californians. When WCW was in its prime in WWF, WCW still didn't hold a candle, though, right? Uh, what's that? Yeah, that was a real ratings war, though, between Turner and McMahon. It was. In the late 90s. When Hogan showed up in June of 96 at Bash at the Beach and joined Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and formed the NWO. The WCW beat Monday night, beat Raw 54 weeks in a row. Wow. Over oh, wow. It's amazing. I forget what caused them to beat them. I think what caused them to beat them finally is when the 123 kid left and got fired from WCW and joined Degeneration X on Raw. Amazing. And, and the world had a boner with an X on it. The size of a horse wagger. You can find him way. now. I see him all the time. It's backstage Sean from Walton. people that I happen to know. Through only social media. Sean Walton and even Scott Hall will show up backstage and do a quick appearance at like some, you know, WW. F E W W training event or like yeah. <laughs> we'll, we need we need so money we'll we'll take a hundred bucks right. aside some more do some yeah pictures. and and the venue is like some high school gymnasium oh right oh, always oh, a, a firehouse a firehouse a, a rec center in a local town but before WCW got that big though in the late nineties I'm talking about like early nineties late eighties. I don't know anyone, any kid growing up with that was like, oh, I watched WCW, or, like, I think, I don't know anybody that watched WCW. No, it was so weird to think that it even had a fan base, because I think Ted Ted Turner started it, so I think they filmed a lot of it, like, in and around Atlanta, so they were their only fans. It was like, I just oh, remember being really? a kid wanting to see Ted Turner, and he was just an absentee landlord. The guy was never there. Oh, he really? Had he nothing wasn't... to do with it other than money. Right. Oh, he wasn't he a called, personality. He called Vince and said, hey, Vince, uh, 
I'm gonna. It turns out I'm gonna be in the wrestling business. Prince <laughs> is like, oh, he's dead. I'm gonna buy him out eventually. He's not gonna know what to do. The wrestling business. There was a video game for Nintendo I used to rent as a kid. It was WCW Wrestling. It was pretty good. But I just remember the character Sting, the wrestler Sting, was like yeah. really good in the game. Yeah. And I was like, these are weird though. I don't know any of these guys. Know. You know? It, it wasn't was... like Starman or anything yeah. great. It was just such a weird thing because Sting and Lex Luger almost look like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior if you kind of like took their head and switched it with the body and the face paint and oh, like yeah. the, the muscular guy with the blonde hair and the oh yeah it was weird you know what I mean <laughs> it was a weird element going on they, they didn't they didn't really know Flair. what he was gonna be I remember Ric Flair that's where he came from he, you know when he showed up and. Finally showed up in WBF. It was because he was in WCW first. He came. Oh right, with that title, that money. But Jim Knight. I have got to get a couple more autographs before all <laughs> these guys are dead. Because I have Macho Man, and it, he wrote. No his, shit. He signed it, Macho Man, not Randy Paco or Randy Savage. He just signed it, Macho Man, in his signature, and it was it was like a a card for WrestleMania. What the hell was the one in Hartford, Connecticut? Nine, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, probably WrestleMania 9. Anyway, no, WrestleMania 10. I don't know. It, it was it, Lawrence Taylor was... Okay, yeah. It was oh, one La was Lawrence Taylor was... 10, okay. What, hold on. That was at the guy. So, yeah. And, um, and I just remember that... Oh, I thought that was at the Hartford Civic Center. Anyway. Oh, WrestleMania... Um, I know which one you're talking about. It's either 11, 12, or 13. I just can't remember. Yeah. But I have a card of all the wrestlers on that, and Macho Man signed it. And there's so many guys on it, of course, who are dead now, you know. Um, who was it? Uh, I think Anvil Nightheart is on it. Guy, some tugboat something or other, he was on it. Oh, yeah, uh, tugboat. Yeah, and... Um, Owen Hart is actually who later on that became part. the typhoon and teamed with Earthquake and became the natural disaster. Who was also dead. Right. Also dead. He's on there too. So all these guys, except for maybe the uh, Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. I don't know if Hogan was on it because it probably retired for like his seventh time by that one. Um, but uh, I do have Macho Man. He's now deceased. I'd love to get the others that are still That's alive amazing. and sign that same card. That's that amazing. Sweet. He was my favorite macho man. Still is oh, yeah, all the time. Loved him. Loved him. And he, I never uh, really had a favorite. I just didn't care for any. Like, well, I liked Bret Hart because um, I don't know. I liked his music. I liked his great uh, music. He made it good for. Bret he made pay the way for little it, guys to be superstars. Bret Hart made it yeah. look like what he was doing was like real, and that it like took yeah. effort. And he was yeah. like a. Like they called him the excellence of execution because he was so perfect at every move that he did. It looked real. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a good analogy. A good analogy. To his father's training. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also like protecting his opponent at the same time, not hurting them. Right. Making it look real. They hard foundation. What did the other guy, Brian Pillman? Did he go on to do anything else? Was that the end of him? After. No. Well, yeah, with that run, the, that picture that I posted, that run was like in the mid to late 90s. 
And he feuded with Stone Cold, and that was a crazy feud. That's when Vince was throwing anything at the wall just to see if it would beat WCW. And they had oh, like, really? They had Brian Pillman at home with his wife, and Stone Cold was trying to break into his house. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that was, great. That was actually on Monday Night Raw. They actually, like, filmed that. Like, they let's... broke the window, and there was, like, cameras, and he was... And Brian Pillman had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever sticks. <clears throat> and I think he died of, like, I think either, like, an overdose or maybe even AIDS. Oh, wow. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. A lot of those guys die so tragically and so sad and so young, most of them. Like, Anvil 63 is, like, old for, like, a wrestler death. Back yeah. in the day, I used to watch WCW. You know what I mean? Old age for them. A cheeky baby still kicking. Cheeky. Cheeky baby. Love how old is the Sheik? Well, he's never going to die. Like 70, he's 75 and up, I think. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, he's... Like you have a brick, you fucking fuck. <laughs> he's from Tehran, right? Yeah. I'm Brony. The Don't Iron Sheik. Me. Saddam yep. Hussein. You're no good motherfucker. <laughs> Iraqi, I'm Iranian, I'm Persian, I break your fucking back. Are you Western day? Make you humble. Best mustache. Yeah, he's so funny. His tweets are priceless. Excellent, excellent question. Brian Blair, you are faggot, son of a bitch. <laughs> Who'd he call that to? Brian Blair. Oh, yeah. I break your fucking back. And the jumping Jim Brunzel, excellent high jumper. But you, Brian Blair, you are punk little gay. Push the fucking Jackson. That's <laughs> priceless. That's a great impression. It's pretty good. Yeah, then when he gets really angry. <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, the outbursts. I love when he's on the radio. I love his tweets. The uh, Yeah, but it, it, he is... Uh, the 63 is, is old for a lot of those guys. It's amazing. Phillies beat the Red Sox 7-5 in Philadelphia tonight. Oh, my gosh. The best team in the league. Evening the got, series. Got but beat. Now they are only, it looks to be after tonight, a game behind uh, the Braves, who I think they've been on a tear. The Braves took first place from us over the weekend. Well, Ted Turner's still thinking about WCW, and he might incorporate the Braves, so they're doing good. Same will stick. Hmm. Akuna drilled first Yarina pitch, sparking melee. Akuna Bachata. <laughs> so Kobe, he's got some sports drink now worth oh. two hundred million. Hold on a sec. Kobe. You know, that's what we should do is invest in these water companies like 50 Cent, donate, <laughs> like invest in smart water. And when they got bought by Coke, he yeah. sold a share for like 200 million or something. And he only put like 30 into it or something like that. Or not even. It's amazing. He used to still invest in water in Flint, Michigan. Yes. Maybe killing. 
investment made by Kobe has yielded more than 30 times its money in fewer than four and a half years. Wow. How much did he get from that, or is his shares worth? 200 million. From six to 200. From six to midnight. Wow. Damn. Six to midnight. About her. Not a lot. Standings in the fake league, Boston again now. The Boston Red Sox are 10 games ahead of the Yankees. 10 games. Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. That's crazy. Red Sox are insane. Yeah, they're insanely good. He's the only one I know. Yeah, me too. Indians in the Central, Astros in the West. However, that green blazing flame from Oakland, two games behind now are the A's. They were five last oh. show. They are now two. They are Bay Area, the man. They are hot. They have won. Well, they've gone seven and three over the last ten. In the National League, like I said earlier, Braves with a one-game lead over the Phillies in the East, Cubs three of the games over the Brewers in the Central, and the Diamondbacks a game and a half over the Rockies, two over the Dodgers. Mm. The Dodgers. Have you heard about the Ohio State scandal? Uh, I saw a mention of it. Michael. Probably. We actually talked about it as it broke, like, while we were recording. Oh. Remember? Not Jim Tressel. Urban Meyer. About him paying players? No. Hiding an abuse scandal. Oh, right. We touched on that. The defensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. Accusations against uh, against him from his wife, and Urban Meyer was like, "Yo, what's up with this?" And he was like, "Yeah, no, it's nothing." But now it turns out to be something. Hey, you know what? Now I'm gonna know my cousin. uh, Unpaid, or he's on paid leave. Hey, you know what? Now I'm gonna know my cousin. Yeah, until they can sort shit out. That's all the rules and regulations. Until we find a legal reason to fire you, you'll still get a paycheck. Right. Zero room for error. Dig through paperwork and videotape. Uh, we'll just keep paying you the millions that you're making us. That's it. <laughs> right. Was it always on videotape? <laughs> Damn, <he's fucked>. No. <laughs> it was a good was prompt. A, it was kind of a goofy goof. A goof delicious. Mm. Yeah. Let me tell you Ohio something. State. The Buckeyes. Big like Penn the... State <laughs> rivals, yes? I think oh, I yeah. Yes. Big time. Um, football... I think tomorrow we have uh, another set of games. Oh, yeah. Thursday. Eagles, Patriots, Jets, Redskins, Steelers, Packers. Jets handing it to the Falcons. So a rematch from the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder if anyone will play. They say the latest report is that Wentz might not be ready for week one to start. Yeah, you shouldn't really chance it. What if Foles throws five touchdowns? 
Yeah, you mentioned fake yeah. leagues earlier, I believe. You hear Johnny Monziel, I guess, is now in the Canadian Football League. Finally, oh, he's gotten back on a field that nobody's going to watch. Yeah, I know you're not going to believe me when I tell you this, but for That's some crazy. reason, Heather and, I, Heather and I were watching like Sports Center, and they're like, Johnny Manziel's oh. debut tonight in the other football league. <laughs> Heather goes, the oh one you gosh, won't watch. I can't believe he's playing. I can't believe he has like a job. I'm like, he will throw three interceptions in the first half. <laughs> and he did. He threw four. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Are you serious? I was like, you can't. He, he You know, like for defense, That's you just funny. have to wait for someone to mess up. And his timing is going to be so crappy because he hasn't played in the game <laughs> in so long. These cornerbacks were just going to pick him off left and right, and that's what they did. That's so beautiful. funny. It's it was beautiful. his first game back or whatever? Yeah. first like, playing for this league? Yeah, for like a football. league. What would Kaepernick do if he got back? Would he be throwing it into the crowd? Does he be so off? Because you're right. Those defensive guys, they, like, wait for you. They're, oh, yeah. That's, that's what they do. They, like, wait for you to be off, and they'll just eat you up. Right, yeah. They just wait for you to mess up. That's, that's why guys – Shady, I'm going to freaking kill you. Um, Kaepernick would probably like tear something because he was always running, you know, and yeah, he hasn't like cut like that in forever. He yeah, he'll tear something. His brain would be like, do this, legs, and his legs would just break. Dude, that's why, yeah, that's why those guys are off, they're really off. When you see a guy like right. through eight interceptions this game, but usually they're like great, it's just because like when you're off in that game, like you're off. Right. It's, it's, it's probably no so. He's programmed to, to, to take an E during the anthem, so when he hears. Oh, Canada, we love these. Probably. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, Canada. Good to be here. Good to be here. Your host A. A. Sorry. So funny. Oh, Canada. Everyone's saying Jets quarterback Sam Darnold is trending. He like is. <laughs> A diseased dick. Nick Foles commenting on the Tom Brady handshake snub. I'm after curious the to get Bowl. your dick on it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. What, what do you think Nick Foles said? Uh, I'm going to say he still blamed it on Brady. I'm going to say he did the politically correct route. was like, hey, your mind's somewhere else after the game. Uh, who knows? Oh. He's trying to play it safe with the cameras. Yeah, he said, it's not a big deal. There you go. Not a try, big deal. Try to, they have to be PC yeah, right. now. Yeah, right. I would have figured he wanted to sell tickets, boost the rivalry again for another season, because I think they're going to go head-to-head again, personally. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Saquon, Saquon Unless Darnold can throw an interception. Giants rookie, right. former Penn State Nittany Lion, Saquon Barkley. Let's go, uh, baby! He, Tweaked his hamstring in practice the other day. Already, but that's one of those things where you know he's just trying to overimpress. Yeah, and the speed is getting to him. Overexert yourself, you're gonna get hurt. It's like the guys he's running away from now are so much faster than the guys that he was running <laughs> from before. So he's just having to adjust and. Yeah, he overexerted his dick. I mean, his hamstring. And that you you don't want a broken dick. You overexert yourself, you're gonna pull something. And that. Oh my gosh. Speaking of broken dicks, 
Unless we need to access the Apple Dick feed. Well, I can ab- access the Apple Dick feed before we go off. First of all, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Next show, we'll talk more about Roku and the genesis of that. But we will be available on that platform in October. And it's going to be juicy. And it's going to be special. Uh, as I access the, access, the Apple Dick feed, we've talked about Floyd two. Mayweather in the past. And we Street. always like to check in to see what our favorite... Uh, rich guy who should be broke at this point but isn't is doing and the latest on mr mayweather is that uh, sylvester stallone sly himself is 99 percent sure that a mayweather pacquiao rematch is going to happen oh right yeah Uh. i did hear about that i heard rumblings i (sighs) hmm it would be interesting i saw I saw that the contender was coming back, and I wondered if Sly was going to have. I don't think he does. I only saw a quick, a quick commercial. Yeah. But I really loved that show back in '05. I think it was. Oh yeah, and the contender. Great show. Oh, right. I remember. I don't know if I watched it, but I knew it was really popular. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, I, I watched it intimately, actually, and oh, it really? was him. Yeah, he right. and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard put it together. So there's had commercials on ESPN, but uh, I don't oh, think nice. I Sugar Ray. It was this. I like Sugar Ray. I'm, drawing, I'm having flashes of memory. This one kid died. He killed himself after he lost. Like every time one of the contenders got knocked out, they lost. You know, they greet Sly behind, uh, back in the locker room, and he's like, hey, you know, you got. You got the heart, you know. It's all about the heart. Uh-huh. It, ain't over, it ain't over for you. Uh, and this kid, you know, all the kids are contender. <laughs> so it's a failure. You know? yeah. And one one kid uh, who was kind of a punk, really, that all the other <laughs> fighters couldn't stand. Uh, he killed himself after he lost a fight. Oh, failure! Damn. Uh, in an interview, it, oh. uh, Floyd Mayweather said that uh, he should have managed his money better um, when he was fighting. He wouldn't have to be looking for a rematch at this time. But I'm going to call him after this because he wants to promote him. He's like, there's a lot of people he can fight out there, and I can help make that happen. So Mayweather's hinted at being a promoter. Wow. I think if the money's right, he would fight him. I mean, that guy loves money. I'd fight him. He fought oh, yeah. Pacquiao when Pacquiao had a banged up shoulder. Did he? Do you think a healed up Pacquiao shoulder will be able to knock out Mayweather in that big, thick skull of his? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because Mayweather's, his whole thing is he's a great defensive fighter. Right. So it's not so much he's a big guy that's going to knock you down. It's he can, like, his stamina is so good. We're going to just bob and weave until you're, like, tired. And you're just that. like, I can't. Can't catch him. He's like a bumblebee. Stings like a bee. I was sparring a week ago like with this guy who, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe he was younger than me, maybe he was the same age, I don't know. But he definitely had the speed and agility of somebody who was probably 21 or 22. I mean, I was taking an ass kicking. Really? I was taking roundhouse. I, we were, you know, sparring, and, and I had the, yeah. the gear on, so it wasn't painful or anything. 
but it's like, oh, so you know, we're in the middle of sparring, and you know, he's going, oh, sorry to hit you. I'm like, no, 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 it's all right, keep going. Through. I mean, I was just taking one hit after the other. I'm like, oh God, that sucks getting old. I just yeah, I bet I can. I can't. Can. I'm done. My towel is thrown in. I don't know why I bother doing it anymore. That's fun. Yeah, though. right. Looks like fun. There's one right across the street called Tarzana Boxing. Something they have yeah. a ring and everything in there. It's kind of cool to see see those guys boxing in there. This was, this was uh, during Krav Maga class. We did they do a stick oh, salt. So, you know, throw in some kicks. Oh. You know we don't knee each other in the nuts or anything. But, um, you throw you throw jabs, you throw crosses, and then you can get a little fancy with the yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Krav, make America great again. Yeah. Sound the floor. Sound the floor. That's going to be our show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. There's his face. Beautiful face. Sound the floor. Sand the floor. That's going to be our show, ladies and gentlemen. The gentleman in charge of sanding the floor, Mr. Michael L. Biscardi Jr. To the gentleman in charge of sitting on the sand, John Hassinger. The man is as sand in his crack tonight. Doesn't know how it got there. Matthew Clark, thank you so much for listening to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and soon to be Roco. Thank you for listening, everybody. Good night. Trust the process. Godspeed.